Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Gabby here, and on today's episode, I sit down with my good friend, Bella, to talk about the topic of full fee places in medicine. We talk a bit about the logistics behind applying for a full fee spot in medicine, as well as the different loans and help options there are out there. Um, And we also talk about stigma and vulnerability in medicine, because what you may or may not know is there actually is a bit of stigma behind full fee places in medicine specifically, Um, even though most postgraduate courses are actually full fee spots. um, You know, 90% of dentistry students at University of Melbourne are full fee places. But there seems to be this sort of stigma or secrecy behind full fee places in medicine. So we really delve into that a little bit deeper today and ask the question, why is it there? So I hope you enjoyed this episode and find it helpful and and interesting. Um, Let us know what you think. Enjoy. Before we jump in, I will just do an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we are recording this podcast today. That is Yorta Yorta land. I would like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging and also pay that respect to any First Nations people who may be listening to the podcast today. So Bella, hello. Hi Gabby. <laughs> Did you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So yeah, my name's Bella. I'm currently a second year medical student at the University of Melbourne. I'm studying in Shepparton at the moment and just loving loving it. Yeah. Loving it. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Shepparton Med is the place to be. Come here. It's fantastic. Yes, yes, for sure. So maybe just introduce us a little bit as to why we're recording today. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose the story is you put out a, um, a message in the group chat, the big group chat, asking <laughs> if anyone knew anything about full fee places at Melbourne. And I got a stab of fear through my heart because I'm very familiar with them. Um, honestly, no one no one really knew that I had a full fee place. And I suppose I'll find out after this podcast gets released. Um, but I just had this moment of like just knowing that I had to, um, I'm in a great position to educate other people about full fee places. I've been through it all. I'm sorry, I should have said before, I'm currently a full fee um, student, domestic student. And I just, yeah, I'm more than happy to share my experience with it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. We actually had a student, a couple of students actually reach out to us asking us about this topic. um, And I didn't feel like I was across it enough Mm. to discuss it. Mm. So it's really helpful to have you on here. So hopefully the listeners find it useful. But let's get to the boring stuff first. (laughs) (laughs) All the logistics behind the full fee spot, um, because there are some requirements that might confuse a few students. Mm, Definitely. Um, Yeah, I was a bit confused myself when I was starting to look into it and starting to apply. It is kind of tricky. The university has a lot of information across a few different websites. Um, But so I had a look last night and this is all for entry into 2021 medicine as a domestic full fee spot. So there's many ways of getting into medicine, um, but domestic full fee is basically you're an Australian citizen and you are going to pay the full price of the degree, 
Whereas a Commonwealth-supported place, the government is going to subsidise your degree for you, so you mm. pay much less. And so the selection criteria for a domestic full fee is really based on your ATAR. So there's three, com- oh, sorry, there's four components. So you need to get an ATAR of above 99, or sorry, 99 or above. You need to complete an undergraduate degree at Melbourne immediately after finishing your 12. You need to maintain a WAM of 75% in your undergrad. And you also need to successfully pass an MMI. So that's the um, the interview for medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it basically means you do not need to sit the GAMSAT um, if these other criteria are met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the um, that's the criteria for getting in. And I'm sure the juicy bit is the fees. That's <laughs> what everyone everyone's scared of. I'm scared of. Um, it's very expensive. Very scared to check my um my hex my hex loan. Don't it do basically, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem for future me. Um, basically, you pay. I think that's a, the 2021 estimate for the full course for that. So if that's for the four year course is three hundred and twenty two thousand dollars mm-hmm. Australian dollars. Mm. So it's about seventy five thousand dollars a year. Mm. Um, and see, that's something that I didn't know about full fee spots. Mm. Is it's actually more expensive than CSP. I thought they were the same price. It's just CSP, you didn't pay it until No, afterwards. yeah, it's much more expensive. It's like mm. the true cost of the medical degree, sort of, mm. whereas the government is subsidising the CSP positions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of, like, that money, right, it's very similar to a hex, to mm-hmm. hex. So in terms of you don't have to pay it up front. Um, so you can apply for something called a help loan, which is very similar to hex. You borrow. You can borrow um, one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars from the government to pay for your medical degree, and you can use this for lots of degrees, lots of different masters and graduate coursework. But the amount that you can borrow will vary depending on which degree mm-hmm. you do, and you don't need to pay that loan back that one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars until you until you start making a, an income above a certain threshold, mm-hmm. and then once you start making that income. The amount you have to pay back each year is dependent on how much you earn. Right. Um, and it's a fantastic loan in terms of it's no interest, just um, increases with CPI, which is so it's an interest-free loan from the government. Mm-hmm. You don't start paying back till you start earning money, um, mm-hmm. so it's quite mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so very similar to HEX in, very similar. in that sense. And But also something else I didn't know is all the criteria, like the fact that you have to have a certain ATAR mm. and you have to have not had a gap year after yeah. year 12. All of these things, you sort of need to be across requ- back in year 12. Yeah, it requires some forethought, definitely. Um, yeah. Because if you, if you stuff up one of those, they are not going to be forgiving. Mm. They're not going to make allowances. They can't set precedents. Mm. Um, mm. And, but it's actually great. So, I mean, another perk of the full fee, if it's something you're interested in, is that I did take a gap year. So I could take a gap year after my undergrad at Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Once you have a guaranteed full fee spot, you can defer it for a year. Yeah. So it allowed me to do lots of fun things in the year off that um, I would have been stressed otherwise doing the resetting the GAMSAT and things like that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That is a perk. And right before COVID hit as well. Yeah. It was a fantastic time. We got a lot of travel in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, so I think that's really good to note, but also that that is just for Melbourne. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, if students are applying for other universities, it might differ a little bit. So make sure you yeah. are across all of the requirements for that university. Um, and just a heads up that uh, applications have closed. <laughs> um, so if um, you are looking to apply for medicine in 2022, um, hopefully you've already submitted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, food for the 
Food for thought for people who may be applying in later years. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So now we'll get into more interesting information. Mm. Um, so as you sort of mentioned, no one really knows that you're a full fee. <laughs> no. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, be the hard questions. <laughs> um, it's, it's so interesting. I don't know, really. I think a lot of it has to do with um, just, the, I suppose shame is a good word for it. Um, it was an incredible, incredibly big decision for me to make. It's a very, very, very large amount of money, like that much money I can't even comprehend. Um, and I suppose the reason that I haven't really told people is that it's a source of shame. Um, in medicine as well, we're so, um, we're so f- focused on being perfect and, mm. you know, studying everything, knowing everything, never making any mistakes. I think we're quite bad at... Um, at letting our vulnerability show and it's been mm. a big source of vulnerability um i think just in terms of that i got in in a way that i think some people don't quite understand the requirements of it i think a lot of people don't realize the atar requirements mm. Mm. um i think and i know from um, overhearing conversations and being part of conversations that people can think it's the easy way in mm. Mm. um now, I don't really have an opinion on that. That's just the system that exists, and I fulfilled the criteria, so I applied. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just coming from a place of shame, really, that I didn't tell people until mm. now. Mm. Yeah, and I think, as you sort of mentioned, there is this sort of, obviously, perfectionism mm. in medicine, mm. but there's this idea that you can't stuff up. Yeah, but absolutely. Everyone has things that they sort of feel a bit ashamed about. I've shared my story on the podcast before about um, coming through medicine in the rural pathway. Mm. And in the beginning of medicine, still some days, (laughs) I feel like the only reason I'm in is because Mm. of those rural bonus points. So I think everyone has something. um, And this is just that one thing for you that I don't think you should feel shame about. (laughs) Because I know for a fact, if I fitted that criteria um i would have i would have pursued and would have done the same thing that you did and i think everyone would have as well yeah and i think um another big part of it is obviously the money so you do need to front up some money in Mm. years three and four Mm. and i think i felt a lot of shame because and i'm just aware of how much money that is Mm. and um i mean there's, there's there's many ways to get that amount of money in terms of loans and things but it's just incredibly scary amount of money and i know that it wouldn't necessarily be an option for everyone. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, I mean, I'm sure you're aware it's how they do it in the United States and things, and lots of people study medicine there. But it's just something not as common in Australia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's it. And and just to cu- clarify, the reason why you have to pay in years three and four is because that loan that the um, university give you that the government gives you the government yeah. gives you that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars runs out at the yeah, end of year exactly. two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one hundred and fifty five. Right. I'm not sure about the exact specifics, but um, it will run out in about year three, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, I have to start looking at what I'm going to do there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's definitely something that I think as well, yeah, people don't understand. Obviously, I don't understand (laughs) it. (laughs) And so I think people do get scared of things they don't understand as well and are quick to judge something that they don't understand and haven't been exposed to before Mm. as well. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely. And because, you know, there's so many pathways into medicine in terms of, like, bonded medical places, Mm. um, 
Commonwealth supported places, domestic full fee, international, like all the international students are full fee. Mm. And they're mm. paying even more than do- the domestic students, you know. There's mm. considerations for rural students, there's considerations for mm. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Mm. Um, there's so many ways that I think people get very confused and are sort of maybe jealous that they think other people have had an easier easier go of it. So I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. that jealousy can really feed in. And um, But the system's pretty transparent in mm-hmm. terms of the options you've got and, and yeah if you meet the criteria i'd say go for the things if you meet the criteria for sure for sure like, you'd you'd be silly not to and we all we all um you know have these feelings of shame and that we didn't really truly deserve to be here and it's only because of x or it's only because of xyz that we actually got here mm-hmm. you gotta um yeah yeah. Turn that voice down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think everyone sort of is scared to admit their own privileges. Absolutely. But I think Absolutely. it's important, and we've had this discussion before, yeah. but I think it's important that everyone realises, especially mm. in medicine, that we all are incredibly privi- privileged oh, to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just goes back, I mean, talking about privilege, this is a, uh, like in terms of, you know, my decision, making this decision, I think – you know, I'll have massive doubts. Um, mm. I'll touch on that a bit more later maybe. But um, the doubts are sort of alleviated when you realise the privilege that it is to be a doctor. For sure. Like, patients just tell you the most intimate things and, mm. you know, the, the hardest stories. that I Sometimes you suspect I've never shared with anyone else. Mm. Um, and it's just such an honour. So I think um, that's a privilege in itself. And to get here is a privilege. Just, yeah, we're very lucky to be able to do this. Yeah, for sure. For so I made sure. the decision. Sorry, I think... The point I was trying to make is that it made the decision easier when I still have these doubts. If, you know, if I'm doing the right thing, I think remembering that yeah. really helps. Yeah, absolutely. And reminding yourself of that probably every day. It can be easy to forget when you're at a computer all day studying. Yeah, for sure. But you sort of spoke about like that shame um, mm. and maybe a bit of stigma in there as well. How has that sort of affected, um, well, your medical journey <laughs> so far? Yeah, Um it's definitely played a massive role in my medical journey. Um, just feeling like I have this secret sort of mm. heavy weight on my back. And really what it does is that every doubt I have about medicine, which we all have, mm. we all question it all the time, um, it's just so much bigger. The doubts are just amplified because yeah. I feel like there's just a bit more pressure. Mm. Um, so that's the biggest impact definitely is just the extra extra pressure every little doubt is magnified yeah yeah for sure there are a lot of doubts in medicine (laughs) every day yeah um and yeah i can't i can't even imagine like any extra pressure it just feels like so much in this Mm -hmm. in this little world of medicine that we're in everything is amplified yeah definitely yeah yeah um i've found that like i've definitely had moments of incredible like oh you know should i do this should i not do this like regretting the decision Mm. um definitely in my family and um partner have just been such great emotional supports at sort of speaking soundly and like speaking mm. logic about the decision um and I think it just helps but helps me to sort of this is more of a personal thing than I'm not sure if people can relate to this but there's lots of full fee domestic students and lots of international students that um it was really the only logical decision when you think about it mm. for me at least um you know as soon as I got my VC results this option was on the table mm. and I sat the gam sat and got an okay, got a good score, but not good enough to um, get an interview. And then I completely bombed the next cam set so badly. <laughs> and so then I had this option and it's time limited. You know, you've finished your undergrad, you've got to make a decision. Yeah. Um, so there was the guaranteed spot mm. or turning that away 
and living with that uncertainty and resetting the game set. So mm, mm. I met the criteria. It was a pretty logical and easy decision. Yeah. But definitely a very big decision. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And a hard one to make at such a young age as oh, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially, yeah. you know, as a student, you um you spend a lot of time studying, but you're never actually in the you don't really know what it's like to actually be a doctor. No. You spent, you know, high school studying, undergrad studying. You're working towards this thing, but you don't actually have much insight what the day-to-day looks like. Mm, so mm. I think it's incredibly daunting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think as well, lots of our students are either pre-med mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just starting their medical journey. Yeah. And I think everyone can relate to the fact that applying for med school is so tough. It's so anxiety-provoking. And... Anything you can do to sort of make it simpler mm. or any other options you can give yourself because, you know, we're quite limited in what options yeah, there are, yeah. then why not go ahead with it? Exactly. And yeah. I think a really helpful way of thinking about it is if you are in a position where you can apply for a full face spot mm. um, or that's something you're looking to pursue is that I try and remind myself when I'm having these doubts that it's an investment. Mm. Mm. It's an investment in myself, in my future. Um you know, it's an interest-free loan. Like the money, I will not even notice in terms of the way HEX works. You won't ever have that money. It'll just get taken out automatically by the tax office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's really not going to affect my life that much. Mm. I think it's just especially hard when you're young and, you know, earning $25 an hour yeah, to, yeah. Um, <laughs> to yeah, sort of think about um, spending that amount of money on on yourself, essentially. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's a really good way to put it. Which, it's an investment. It's just an investment. And I also think that's difficult as well because then it's like saying, I'm willing to spend $325,000 on myself, which yeah. is just ludicrous, <laughs> you know, when we're buying beans and rice for dinner. <laughs> yeah, you're like, am I really doing self-care? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. And it's an investment in education and your mm. career and your future. And mm. I'm sure your future self in 10 years' time <laughs> isn't going to regret anything and is yeah. going to be very grateful for the decision you made. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got a question for you, Debbie. Yeah. How many people do you think in our medical cohort, so our Unimel, uni how many people do you think, like what one in, one in what, are, are domestic full fee? Kids, sorry, students. So I don't think there's many, um, especially domestic. I'm not really sure. So Oof. I think there's about how many students? There's about 300, there's 345 med students. This is 2019 data. Right, right. I love how you've gotten data. I've gotten data. I've gotten this is stats. so good. This is real. So talk. good. I reckon maybe like one in 20, one in 25. You're wrong. <laughs> Tell me the answer. Yeah, this? So this is from 2019 data published by the University of Melbourne. One in seven um, medical students at the University of Melbourne mm. are domestic full fee places. And then if you look at how many students are full fee, so including domestic and international students, it's yeah. one in four. Wow. That is so many more than yeah. I expected, but I'm sure lots of people expected. And it's you know, if that's that many people, then there's probably a lot of my friends uh, oh, that I don't know are full fee places, which it doesn't matter. They don't have to tell me. Mm. But it's just we should be more aware of it and should be more across it. I yeah, think. I think it's just something that's – I mean, I've n- never heard it spoken about, essentially. Yeah. Um, and if it's one in one in seven domestic yeah. full fee or one in four full fee, international or domestic, I think it's just um, 
it's clearly so common mm, mm. and I think that hopefully a lot of people will be able to relate to mm. my sort of um, thinking and decisions yeah. and something we can connect with yeah for sure as a cohort yeah yeah I think we need to talk about it and we've already spoken about being vulnerable but also like so that then people like below us or in years yeah. to come can then talk about it and it not be a thing it's not a thing yeah, yeah. and I mean I don't like it's not I don't really need to weigh in on like whether the, whether full fee places mm. should exist or not. I think um, that's a much bigger conversation. Mm, mm. Um, clearly, they subsidise. You know, the money is going to the university. Mm. It's subsidising university research, university education, staff positions. Like that's what it's paying for. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether they should exist or not, I'm not sure. That's mm. a very very big discussion for all of Australia. Yeah, but they do exist. And um, there's lots of ways into medicine, and if you meet the criteria, and clearly a lot of us have, you know, have used these pathways to get into medicine, mm, mm. I think it's something that we should be more comfortable talking about because it's not an individual thing. Mm. Um, it's a system that's designed that way. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, if we start talking about it more, we've spoken a lot about um, imposter syndrome <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> And I think if we talk about the things that make us feel like imposters, mm, then absolutely. maybe we won't feel like imposters anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that just extends, like, you know, we've got to start doing that now as medical students because the more senior you get, the more mm. difficult it is to admit when you've made mistakes or things like mm-hmm. that or talk mm-hmm. about the things that you feel guilty about or the things that you believe about yourself that aren't necessarily true, like the stories you tell yourself about yourself yeah. that's a lot of yourself sorry <laughs> um i just think the more vulnerable we can be with each other the better and this was a massive thing for me yeah um it was a secret for not, not a huge secret but there was i had opportunities to say things and i didn't yeah um so yes i suppose hasn't ha- haven't really publicized it for a year yeah and um I think it's the right decision, you know. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and we've spoken about it, um, that, like, all of the medical professionals or tutors we have that we respect most are usually the ones that admit their mistakes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Or admit their vulnerabilities. So why don't we have that same respect um, and take our hats off to our peers that are doing the same thing? And I think it's just exactly giving them the support when Mm. someone is admitting something, um, you know, or talking about an experience they've had or something they did that didn't go right or a decision they've mm-hmm. made or whatever it is, you know, being a full-fee student, whatever it is, and just supporting them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also about, comes back to stigma. There's lots mm. of different stigmas in med and in life in general. Yeah. Um, but being able to be more open-minded, I think is incredibly important for someone studying medicine because we're mm. going to come across lots of people from different backgrounds from different walks of life Absolutely. so the more that we can be open-minded and not play into stigma yeah. the better and I yeah. think that happens with people like you coming and just talking on the podcast <laughs> on this big podcast this we have podcast audience <laughs> are, we, are you in the double digits yet? yeah yeah wow. we, we sometimes triple and uh, quad four four <laughs> I can't think of, I can't think of it thousands sometimes thousands well, yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've been underestimated. Yeah, yeah. we are <laughs> the big league. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, just listening to everyone, you, that's how we all learn. Yeah. That's how we collectively learn and how we collectively become better people and better mm-hmm. doctors and safer doctors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is by learning from each other. Yeah. And learning the Absolutely. hard stuff from each other. Yeah. The easy stuff's fun and that's easy. We all want to talk about stuff that's going well. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that's not going so well, that's the... Yeah. yeah, it's the meaty bits. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think 
the last sort of thing I wanted to touch on, which we've sort of touched on a lot already, is just like <laughs> the importance of vulnerability or smashing stigma mm. in med. So are there any sort of other things that you'd like to bring to life in this podcast? We've had this conversation, I think, so many times and mm. I just, I love having it. It always makes me feel really supported, really connected like to mm. you. I think we are very good at talking about it with each other. Yeah. Um, and we come from different backgrounds. We've had very different life experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just, and, you know, the things that you're scared to say, I yeah. think are often the things that, you know, about yourself, the mm. things that are really important to say. And if you're coming from a place of vulnerability, I think the only thing that people can give you is support because you're mm. being so honest mm. that you're, they can't really do anything else, you yeah, know, and now yeah. they share that with you. Mm. It's um, you know, a burden, a burden to share is a yeah. burden half. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that is really important, you know, to just remember to be vulnerable. And if you are scared of sharing something about yourself, question that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And because there's a reason for it, um, whether it's you know the people you surround yourself mm. with, or whether it's um, the system that you're in. But the more you can question that, be open-minded um, and reveal your vulnerabilities in a supported environment, the better, the it better ta- it is. It, t- it takes the power away from them as well. Mm, like, mm. it takes the shame away. Yeah. Because now people know. Yeah. And the, the worst, you know, what you previously thought was the worst thing that could happen mm. is out. Yeah. It, it's, it's not powerful anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you might now feel like a big a big burden is off your shoulders. <laughs> I can go do some leaps and yeah. jumps. You're going to feel so much lighter. <laughs> but, but the sad thing is I wish you never felt that weight because there's oh. no <laughs> there's no reason to feel that weight. You saw an yeah. opportunity. You've, you fulfilled the criteria that is incredibly difficult. It's not mm. an easy criteria to meet. Mm. Um, so why not pursue that? You know, yeah. You know, it's just like no, I, I'm going to come to you when I need to hear that again. You said it very well. Just replay this podcast over and over again. <laughs> but it's you know, yeah. if you've met the criteria, <laughs> just, go. just go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. It's very complex, but I think it's really hopefully helpful for everyone listening, even if they can't relate as mm. you know a CSP, BMP, whatever yeah. student, um, just to sort of. Break that stigma a bit. Mm. Be open-minded and, Mm. hey, let's be vulnerable now so we can be better doctors. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything else we missed, Bella? Anything we missed? Mm. I mean, I could talk for hours. I know. I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's all. Yeah, just thank you. Um, You know, I think also... You're, you know, you're the first person I opened up to really in medical school about it. Mm. Um, so thank you. I think you, you know, thank you for your support. Mm. It's really made it a lot easier. And I think just staying open-minded and supportive of everyone around you is mm. so important. So yeah. thank you for being that person and making oh. me feel so comfortable. Oh, I love you, Bella. <laughs> I love you too, Gabby. <laughs> well, I think that ends our podcast very, in a great way. Great way. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you are a student who is looking at the option of full fee places. Make sure you get all of the information. Mm-hmm. Look at the specific university you're applying for um, and really have a good read of the criteria. I think that's yeah, the biggest absolutely. thing. Um, and look at your family, your friends, your partner, um, if you have one, to just for support because it is a big decision. But if you meet the criteria, definitely um, look at it as an option. Yeah. 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 Don't rule it out. No, Absolutely. 
Um, But thank you for joining us today, Bella, and I hope the listeners enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.